Welcome to Signs of Life, Exploring Survival of Consciousness, brought to you by Forever Family Foundation, on the web at foreverfamilyfoundation.org. I call your name, the echo is haunting, the echo is always the same. I call your name, the echo is haunting, and echo Hello and welcome to The Gathering on Signs of Life Radio. I'm Bob Ginsberg and I'm joined by Tom and Melissa Gould. Hello to everyone. As you know, this is our show where we just address questions that you either call us with or email us with in advance. Um, feel free to call us. We would love to talk to you. The number here is 888-627-6008. I don't think we have much in the way of announcements. Uh, there are two exciting webinars that are coming up, one in uh, about two weeks um, and another one in November. So you can check those out on the events page of our website. Um, the grief retreats are ones we have up there are all filled. I mean, uh, October in California is filled, Florida in January is filled, and March in Connecticut is filled, but don't worry because soon we're going to be posting the um, retreat in our normal retreat in July in Connecticut. So we'll have that up in, in a few weeks. Um, and let's see here. Let me open up my chat. One second, if I could figure out how to do that here. Okay, because I think we kind of have a caller right off the bat. Um, so why don't we do something different? Let's start off the show with a call, and then we'll go from there. So we have uh, Jackie uh, from Ohio. Hello, Jackie. Hi, Bob. How are you? Okay. How are you doing? I'm I'm okay. I uh, my daughter and I attended the um, retreat in January in Florida. We are new members to the foundation and the grief process and um, club that no one really wants to be in. Um, yep. I've been doing a lot of reading and um, read your book, which was wonderful, um, very well Thank written, you. easy to understand. So my question Thanks. is, um, my question is, with with those on the other side, are they always with us, as the mediums tell us, or do we have to let them go and live their life in the afterlife? Um, yeah, you know, I I hate it when, you know, mediums say, I have, unfortunately, I haven't heard very many say that, if any, but I, people report that, where they say that somehow that you're holding them back and you're keeping them from doing what they need to, to, to be doing. Um, I don't believe that that's true. I don't think that you're holding them back at all. Um, I think that they could be many places, you know, uh, at the same time. And as far as them, are they always with you? 
I think they're knit with you when they need to be with you. You know, they're, they're not kind of keeping tabs on you 24 hours a day. But, you know, when you, you know, when you're thinking about them or uh, they sense, you know, something, um, I think they find a way to come through. Uh, you know, we know that that happens a lot in these dream visitations. Uh, I was thinking about this. Um, maybe Tom and Melissa want to chime in on it because we, we know we, we talk about dream visits a lot and people uh, and how they're so different from regular dreams where everything is discombobulated. But do you think it's possible that even when you're having one of those rehashing dreams that doesn't make much sense and then all of a sudden your loved one pops into that dream that how do they know, you know, you know, they, I don't think they know what you're dreaming, you know, so that'll, if they want to come through, they'll just pop in. So they're really there, but everything surrounding it is our own subconscious. What, what do you, you, do you want to go first? Oh. <laughs> well, I know that's, that is pretty um, hard to figure out what's really going on. And um, just want to say, hi, Jackie, I'm glad you phoned in. I've been thinking. Hi, Melissa. Hi. I was thinking the other day about this. It just popped into my head that when people ask questions about our loved ones, typically they're asking, you know, why don't I hear from them more often? Or don't they miss me? Or don't they care about me? And, you know, we're always saying, of course, the love is still there. But what occurred to me was that possibly when we move into spirit form, those emotions are just so different that they don't, the love is the love. The missing part is a human component that I don't think spirits have. I don't think a, a loved one in spirit misses us because we, they can be around us. And it's a human emotion of of that, and so it's it's. I was I was thinking of some movie. It was almost like does not compute. Like if you met with a spirit and said, "How come you feel that you know doesn't compute? That's just not part of my my spirit." Um, I I don't even know if they have a psyche, but a a spirit essence. That those are all human um, human feelings, but. I think the sense of them, you know, being near us, I don't think we're keeping them from anything if we're wishing them near us or certainly if we sense them near us, they want to be, they want to be near us. So I don't think we have to worry about that. Well, the reason I asked, the reason I asked was um, I finished Bob's book. I went through three of John Holland's books and the last, the last sentence in one of in the last book that I read of John Holland's was that they're never gone; they are always with you, and they will always love you. and And I I came across a a lady in my neighborhood who is from Thailand, and I was talking to her about it, and um, she you know had a similar experience with losing a loved one, and she said, "But you have to let them go; you have to let them live their life over there. You know, you you can't always expect them to." you know, to be around you. And I, and I started to wonder, well, is, is that true? And I thought I'm just going to call in and get somebody else's opinion. 
Well, I th- another thing that's, you know, I know different cultures have different beliefs. In one of my grief mm-hmm. groups, I was hearing a woman explain that in her culture, they don't say the loved one's name aloud for a year. Uh, they feel that it, um, it keeps, prevents them from moving on. And this gal was challenged because she was going to be having a memorial service for her sister. And yet no one was to be saying the deceased loved one's name. And wow. it just seemed like, how, how, how do you get around that? You know, is everybody who doesn't follow this belief saying the name and then being, no, 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 don't, shh, don't say the name. Then they can't move on. So I guess it's in every culture. There's just different beliefs. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, what I've found in readings is that your soul, when you pass out of this physical realm, your soul, as Bob alluded to earlier, can be in many different places at the same time. It's not a linear existence. We're, we are living a mm-hmm. linear existence that so we... We go from day to day, and then we have a time period, and we're done. But once you're on the other side, there is no time, so you're you can be anywhere at any time. And and when I say at any time, I mean any time in history. You can be go in different places. And when they say they're always around you, it seems to me more the sense that if you call their name. <laughs> Or, or think about them, they're there. They hear you, they know that. But as far as holding them back, I, I really don't think you can do that. Yeah, and that, I agree with that. And, you know, that the way I think of it, I mean, we're the ones that are being held back. We're being held back by, um, you know, by our own grief and, and by our own conditioning and by just being in the physical world. They're completely untethered. You know, they... they um, they they don't have to be held back from anything, you know. So you know they're free to um, to roam around the universe, so to speak, you know. So um, and be in touch with us at the same time. So I, I totally look. We're, we're all conjecturing about what it's like, but but I I would imagine that um, absolutely not. That you know, there's nothing that we're going to do that's going to hold them back. So for what it's worth, Jackie, it was a pleasure okay. to talk with you again. I hope we see you soon. Take care, Jackie. Bye, Thank you, Bob. And and for anyone who has not attended one of the grief retreats, please go. It will change your life. It changed ours. And we're very, very thankful for the foundation and all that you do for us. Well, thank you so much for saying that. We appreciate that. Oh, we're thankful for you, Jackie. All right. Take care. Have a good evening. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay. Let's, let's go to some questions here that uh, people have emailed in. Um, how does what we imagine or believe will happen to us after we die influence the choices we make in this life? And also, and how does it affect us after we pass? So, you know, if we, I, you know, I guess what part of that is saying is that if we don't believe in life after death, would we leave our, lead our lives differently than if we do? Yeah, um, I'd have to say absolutely. I mean, if you 
believe that this is all there is and uh you're you know once you're dead everything you're done and everything's washed clean uh you may live a less uh, honorable life because you figure anything you can get away with while you're here, you're going to get away with. And uh, if you believe that your soul goes on and and your your consciousness survives, uh, you probably will lead a life that's a little more loving, a little more understanding, and uh, and know that anything you're doing behind somebody's back will be will be known afterwards yeah yeah I agree with that well you know i mean that that's kind of the foundation of religion you know uh but the only difference is um you know many religions tell you that you're going to go to a specific place based upon your actions you know which we kind of we tend to think more of a have a more of a spiritual view you know that we we we, we judge ourselves and we go where we belong and, and so forth. But I agree with Tom. I mean, um, if um, I often think about that, you know, if, if you if you believe that you are um, just going to disappear forever, you know, when you die and that's it, um, there's no incentive to do any, anything good, right? <laughs> and, and there's a lot of incentive to do a lot of bad because you figure, what the heck? I mean, <laughs> I'm going to be gone and yeah. there'll be no repercussions. So uh, there's something to be said for, you know, believing that the way in which you live your life affects us afterwards. And, you know, and the second part of that is how does it affect us after we pass? And and if you believe that, you know, the channel reports and, and so forth, um, it's a little bit easier if you believe that you're going someplace else after you physical physically die. It makes sense to me because you're not going to panic because as you go through that actual, you know, dying process, because, you know, you're just going through one door out to the other. Whereas somebody that said, no, you know, death is final, they're going to be a little bit bewildered, you know, because like, how could this, how could this be? So that's another advantage. Um, you know, I mean, there have been books written about, um, you know, practicing to di- practicing to die, you know, and part of that is doing some of the stuff that we're doing, you know, and, and, and learning about the afterlife and, have, you know, uh, you know, the bigger picture. So that's, let's move on to something else. Let's see. Uh, I would like to know if mediums sometimes omit to reveal information about what they see on the other side. My peer at work had a reading in which the medium saw my friend's loved one, but clouds and darkness also appeared on the scene. It didn't sound like he was in a good place and the medium was kind of confused. So he just thought that not everyone goes to a beautiful place. Like we have heard from some experts in the field. What are your thoughts about this? Um, Well, first of all, um, I've never, um, listened into a reading with the medium saw clouds and darkness. Have you? No, I, but I would like to address that because it it sort of ties in with the last one that, yeah, you're not going to go to a place there. There is, I don't believe, and I haven't seen any, any evidence through our readings and whatnot, that there is a hellfire and brimstone area with the guy with a pitchfork keeping you there. Uh, but what you alluded to before is that 
and it's fairly common that uh, I've heard over and over and over that you, when you go across, you have a life review. It's the old, my whole life passed through before my eyes kind of thing. And I've, what they've been said is that when you do something bad to somebody here and you hurt people here, when you go to the other side and have a life review, it's not that just you see, oh, yes, I did that to that person, but you feel how they felt. So all the harm, all the, the negativity that you put out in this life will come back at you when you go to the other side. Karma is exactly what that's all about. And so, yes, so if, a, if somebody was a, a nasty person and it did very bad to a lot of people, and then they cross over and a medium looks at them and said, well, you know, clouds and darkness, that's probably in their own psyche that they are experiencing the clouds and darkness that they perpetrated while they were here. I kind of don't like that a medium would say those words, though. Yeah. Yeah, I, do, yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, and... and, and- that you know that may not have been a very good medium, you know, because we, we haven't heard that, you know, after, with hundreds of readings. Uh, let's go to another call. We have um, Susan from Canada. Hello, Susan. Susan, are you there? Okay, I guess Susan's uh, not with us here. I don't mean not with us. I just <laughs> not, not with us on the phone, you know. Uh, okay, when the, when the person that has passed didn't speak English, can a medium still communicate with them? Um, yes. Um, I mean, just like, just like they can communicate with pets. Yeah, and 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 this is what we assume the afterlife is around, like right. If you if you're talking to your other people in the afterlife, um, you're communicating telepathically, um, right? And it's in a, it's not in language the way we know language. You know, it's it's mind language. So the um, the specific language like English or, or whatever is is immaterial. And and I guess that's a, you know mediums still communicate with somebody that the mediums do not speak the language that the person spoke when they were in the physical, and yet they communicate very clearly, right? So, yeah. um, and and. But I understand why the, that question is asked, right? Because we think in physical t- t- terms. If we can't understand them here, you know, why should we be able to understand them there? So, I mean, the question makes sense. Um, see, in one week will be the one-year anniversary, anniversary of my dad's passing. I'm feeling anxiety because last year at this time, I knew he would be passing soon in hospice care, and the emotions all seem to be resurfacing. Is this unusual? And also, can you recommend some things to honor a loved one's memory on the anniversary date? Um, is it unusual? It's the opposite of unusual. It's Sorry. I think I think everybody feels some sadness and anxiety on those uh, on those dates. Um, and um, let your emotions flow. I mean, that's what you have to do. And just um, as far as uh, recommending. Um, uh things i mean i i mean i lit a candle today you know today's the the 20th anniversary anniversary of my my daughter's passing so um 
you know, I'll, you know, I'll light a candle for 24 hours and I'll, I'll think of them or, or, you know, some people like to do something, um, that they used to do with their loved one that makes them, you know, feel better. Then some people want to do something different, you know, because everybody, you know, everybody agrees differently, but, you know, please don't think that you're alone in feeling anxious or sick on an anniversary. I mean, these are, as, as Melissa, you know, can tell us, I mean, these are triggers and, and for, for and, uh, and sometimes um, you want to be uh, absorbed, you know, in, in memories of your loved one. And sometimes you want some, some people want to get out and do something, you know, different to, to avoid the trigger. Right. Am I explaining that right, Melissa? I think you are, Bob. And I think it's, it's, you know, it is nice to, it's always nice to just, you know, have good, repeat to others some good memories, even if it's just to yourself, like, oh, I, you know, my favorite time with dad was, you know, we would go to the beach or just having a cup of coffee over a phone call or things like that. Just, the, the special things. I know someone recently spoke about uh, putting on her mom's jewelry and which I wear Tom's mom's bracelets all the time. And, you know, or my mother's scarves, it's just you know, honoring the person that they were. Some people think that there's got to be some big something, I guess they get a little, uh, I, I don't know whether not intimidated, but envious of somebody something bigger that people have done you know gardens or planting trees or things like that and it doesn't have to be on a big scale at all just you know think thinking of them is plenty and you know if you can, if you want to add any other thing i drink a rum and orange juice on my mom's birthday this year <laughs> so i just uh that was her drink. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I figured that. I kind of figured that. Because <laughs> I've I've never seen Melissa drink rum and orange juice. <laughs> For mom, I'll do it. You know, I mean, um, absolutely. Um, I just want to remind everybody: this is the gathering. The number here, if you want to call in, is eight eight eight. Six two seven six zero zero eight. You you think after all these years, I wouldn't have to look at my notes to yeah. remember the damn number? But I always I always have to. Look. I don't know that number. I know I, I, <laughs> I remember a lot of phone numbers, but that yeah. one it doesn't stick in my head either. Oh, and by the way, if Tom's cousin Marie is listening and took down that number, call us, Marie. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, this person wrote, "I've had two very close family members, a brother and a father pass away. I can feel someone around, but how do I figure out who is trying to communicate with me? Um, I I guess it's, um, I mean, it's a lot easier for people like mediums, you know, that um, are fine tuned to this. It's more subtle, uh, but you just have to sort of let your mind drift and, feel you know who's coming and hopefully some of the information will be recognizable and you'll be able to distinguish between brother and father but there's no easy answer to that but your loved ones in spirit will try to find a way to identify themselves so because they want you to know so um uh you know uh sometimes it's just a sense of presence and you don't get past that point but I think if you keep at it, 
um, something's going to come through that's going to say, that's that's my brother or that's dad. So, um, you know, I, I like to use uh, my pendant, any any sort of pendant at all, crystal or whatever, to ask questions. I wonder if in a situation like that you could do it. If, if you're not, if anyone's not familiar with what I'm speaking about, it's really just simply a, well, when I say a pendant, it's um, a crystal on the end of a chain, but you could take off a necklace. You could put your ring on the end of a chain and you ask a question and you first ask questions that you know the answer to, to determine the swing of, I'll just keep calling it a pendant, the direction of the swing to determine which direction means yes and which direction means no. And then once you have established yes and no, the difference between the swing of the pendulum, then you ask your question, you know, is that you, dad? Is that you, my brother? You know, and, and, and just see, I'm not saying this is, you know, 100% proof of anything, but I have to tell you, my crystal's been accurate in determining the gender of babies to be born. And it's, 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 I want to, I hate to just call it fun because when we're grieving, you don't want to think fun. That's, you know, disrespectful, but it, it just makes you a little more involved in with them in a different way. So I, I want to back you up a little bit. When you say fun is disrespectful, actually fun is the best thing you can do to yeah. honor your loved ones. The last, I mean, if you, if you have a, a friend or a, a loved one and uh, they're not them to be crying all the time, you want them that they're, especially if you've crossed over to the other side and you know how beautiful it is and how wonderful it is and how short this physical life is that you're going to be together. The, what you want is the person who's left behind to live out the rest of their lives fully and happily, and then you will reunite. So the best thing you can do is is celebrate, have music, uh, you know, uh, dance, uh, uh, you know, laugh, have be joyful. And, and I'll add to that, Tom, the grief expert I've been working with, David Kessler, he said, imagine he meets up with his son, at the end, you know, when he crosses over and his son went well before him and he said, so dad, dad, tell me about life. What did you do? Well, I just smoked around and, you know, it's like, but dad, you had all these opportunities. Tell me about them. Oh, well, you know, I, I just kind of went through things sadly. You know, you don't want to hear that. You want to live life for them. Now, a lot of people, there's a lot of people who don't believe in orbs, but uh, we have many photographs that we've collected over the years of when an orb will show up, when it, it's not a flash of light or whatever. There's no other explanation for it, but there's just an orb in your photo. And uh, a lot of people believe, well, that's, that's a spirit being that, that's there in the photo. And I'll, I'll tell you that... 90% of the orbs that I have in photos are at weddings and parties where people are dancing, where people are fun. Spirit, if you could go anywhere in the universe, 
will you go to a party or will you go to a wake? I, you know, I, I think you're going to go where there's the fun is happening. Sometimes a lot of fun takes place at wakes, though. Well, <laughs> <laughs> especially Irish ones. Oh, well, yeah, my heritage. I, 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 yeah. I know the wake where the. the I remember that Irish song, Every Wake and Funeral. Da, 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 da. Yeah, yeah. And the wake where the deceased is the last one standing. It's a. Uh, yeah. Um, can everyone on the other side communicate with each other? Um, if they want to. You know, here's what I think. We always say that for mediumship reading to take place, there has to be a certain resonance, right, between the medium and the and the sitter um, and the person in spirit. I kind of think it might be the same thing like in the afterlife realm. I don't think that everyone w- will be able to communicate with you, with each other. I think the the same way there has to be a resonance with different people. Now, we, we think that we wind up on a plane of existence of like-minded people, you know, which probably helps um, as opposed to people that are um, evil, you know, uh, or they were in the physical world or tremendously, you know, enlightened, you know, we're kind of among our own peers, but I, I'm not so sure that everybody can communicate. Maybe, you know, I think eventually they can, but probably initially, you know, it, it, it's a matter of tuning into their frequency, you know. We'll yeah. find out, and there's no way, just, you know, obviously pure guessing, but that would be my sense of it, because that's the way it seems to be in mediumship readings. Yeah, I think True. in the testimony of light, which we talk about a lot by Helen Greaves, that people, all facades are, drop away on the other side. So what, if, you're, if you're putting up a false front here in human form, when you yeah. get to the other side, I think you might find yourself surrounded by a bunch of those other, I hate to call them fakers, but people who were doing a similar thing. And you, I, I think that's a good reason to be your own true self at all times. And don't be swayed by appearances or money or any of those things that don't matter at all. And I've heard of uh, when you cross over, I, that might be testimony of life as well. They talk about soul groups, that you will gravitate to a soul group. If you've been a musician your whole life, you're going to go in a group of musicians. If you were a, a doctor, you'd be in a soul group of doctors. I, I guess whatever whatever motivated you, whatever is inside you that motivates you to go a certain path in this life, you will gravitate quite literally to people uh, souls that are, have that same motivation um so uh, let's let's go to um the phones before we go to the next question we have uh marie uh on the line That's hello marie <laughs> well, you guys wanted you guys wanted me to call, so I'm calling. <laughs> well, yeah, I was, uh, after the last show, I, you had wrote to us and said you wanted to call, and uh, so I'm glad Melissa. <laughs> no, you. well, I I almost always listen unless something comes up, but um, this is a particularly good one. I like I like what you guys are talking about. Thank you. As long as you're on the phone, do you have any questions that are in your mind? <laughs> um, 
Well, I guess, um, I guess, I guess, I guess I can only give you my experience. You know, I, I, um, I, I don't know if I really, you know, I, I had when, when my, I, 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 I've really never heard from my dad. You know, he's gone now. I've never heard from him. I've heard, I heard from my grandmother a lot. And wow. so, you know, and I, you know, I, I, I always wonder, you know, why you hear from, why, you know, why you hear, cause some of the stuff that from my grandmother was extremely vivid and, and, you know, like, like almost like her, her telling me what, telling me you get better, you want to watch out for this or better do that. But I, I that never, I never, I've never heard from my dad. However, I did have a vision of my dad meeting up with his mother, and she's been gone for ever and ever and ever. But I, I, it was a very, very, viv, viv, very vivid um, visual of, of 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 my dad w- walking up a set of stairs, and my my and my grandmother, my his mom, was sitting at the top of the stairs, and it it, it was so vivid it woke me up. <laughs> it's kind of funny. So, but that's yeah. wonderful. Murphy, when you say, um, do you have you sensed this communication yourself? Are you speaking about seeking out a medium, or how's what is your how is your sense? That, In a dream, right? I, I I only went to I only went to a medium one time, and honestly, honestly, I I I, I think she was a fraud. You know, uh, but you know, I, I live out. I live out in the boonies, so there's not much. I, I don't. I would. I don't know where I'd have to to go to to get a good medium. I don't know. <laughs> oh, but if you have your own experiences, you don't need a medium, and that's what we're always reminding people that you have those abilities yourself. And it sounds like you're tuning in. Just fine. yeah. I I I, I think I. I think that I I do have a, a tiny bit of a gift for that. I I, re, I really do, and um, you know I, I I remember talking to Aunt Madge about that a long time ago, and you know she was you know on the you know around, <laughs> and um, yeah. so you know you know after Uncle Harry died, and I remember asking her, "Well, have you heard from him yet?" And she kind of looked at me like I must have been had three heads or something. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's really, it's incredible that, that both of my parents were not believers in this at all, but my mom subsequently had very very striking uh, communications. Which yeah, was nice. no, she was when I talked when after Uncle Harry died, and and we we went out to visit, and and I, and I remember sitting in her living room and 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 saying, I said so. Aunt Madge, have you heard from Harry yet? And you know the look that she gave me was—you <laughs> know—I think she thought I was. You, how did you know? Uh, you know, <laughs> something that you mentioned earlier. I—I got to interject here that talking about being out uh, in the boonies, as you mentioned, and not being able to find a, a trustworthy medium. Uh, I should, for anybody who's listening, you do not need to physically find a medium. Uh, and I will direct you to the Forever Family site where we have a whole list of mediums that have been tested and certified. Yeah. And I, yeah. You can get a wonderful reading. In fact, sometimes you get even a better reading over the phone than you would oh. in person. 
Oh, oh I, 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 I guess I didn't. I didn't Sorry, realize that. Good thing I, it came I, up. Yeah. Well, Marie, I, I appreciate you calling, and but I, and I, before you go, I'll, I'll tell you, I know why Grandma keeps coming through because Grandmas are Grandmas; they don't stop being Grandma just because they died. So she's going <laughs> to yeah. keep giving you advice, you know. So yeah. until until you listen, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's right. Well, thanks for talking to me, and thanks for asking me to call. And you better go get on to your next people. <laughs> well, thank you, Marie. Great to hear from you. So nice, Marie. Love you. Take yeah, care. yeah. I love you guys. Talk to you yeah. later. Bye bye. 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 Okay. Bye, Marie. All right. Let's go to uh, Suzanne. Are you Suzanne related from Alabama? Suzanne, are you there? Yes. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Well, welcome to the show. Okay. Thank you so much. I'm a new member, so um, I like listened to the radio show last week and called in, and it was amazing. So um, I was kind of having a down day today, and I just thought I'd call in and listen to the broadcast as well. And it's been very helpful, so I'm very grateful for you guys. And um, I I lost my son. He was 32 um, four months ago, and it was unexpected. And um, and he also has little brothers and little sisters, and we didn't get to tell him bye. We were out of town. It was Easter. So, um, you know, we we've just been struggling with it a lot but um we too have turned it into we have a really odd sense of humor in our family so we just kind of um go put his tito's and water out in line for him and um as you know we'll just make little comments like garrett's not going to come see you if that room's dirty because he was ocd and um so we just kind of like you know still talk about him like he's still here and um still communicate with him like he can hear us and because um, I believe he can but we yes. um we actually see signs of him often um I kind of get up and do my orb hunting um in the middle of the night because I don't sleep much but um so I have lots of pictures of orbs and um and we live on the beach so um he always wanted to see a shark and yesterday I went to the beach for the first time this year and he has this paddle board that he used to take out and he always wanted to see a shark while he was out on his paddleboard. So yesterday morning before I went to the beach, I was like, you know, please, you know, give me a, give me a sign today, Garrett. Just make it big, you know. And um, while I was in the water, there was a shark that swam oh. pretty close to me, which was, you know, pretty shocking. But it was also very um, magical at the same time, I felt. And um, and then I saw a rainbow before I left and a dragonfly. So, um, and it seems like dragonflies are like, I don't know, a thing that I've experienced since he has passed on that, um, I don't know, I feel a closeness to them. And um, they'll come and sit on this paddleboard. And one of them actually, like, I put my hand out and landed on my hand. And I was oh, just yeah. talking to it and it was tilting its, ha- its head. And it was just amazing. But um, I guess um, the big thing um we have dreams about him i've only had one you know dream that felt like it was just so surreal but um and i was just hanging on to him and telling him that i wish he would tell me bye next time he's leaving and he's like mom you're wrinkling my clothes and um, i was like okay i'll let go and, and it was just so real but um my 15 year old um they were super close they were um they were they always went to the gym together worked out together and they were actually on the um husband wife plan because it was cheaper that way so um but 
they were so close and um and he's you know taking this super hard but um but he has dreams of him often and one of the dreams that he had that I felt like was just something that was so much more to it than what I would ever be able to figure out that um my son my 15 year old son that's here said that he was dreaming of Garrett um well he said he went to this house and he opened a door and he said the room was really dirty and he's like I'm not going in this room I'm going to go in the next room so the next story opened it was my son and his brother that passed and he was laying on the bed and he had his dog with him and he told, you know, my 15-year-old, he was like, um, leave me alone, I'm taking a nap. And then, you know, my 15-year-old was like, Garrett, you know, you're here. And um, and they started, like, briefly communicating with each other. And my son, uh, my 15-year-old, was telling him that you're you're not alive anymore, Garrett. You passed on. You're not with us. And he was like, what are you talking about? He said, in this dimension, I can be you and you can be me. Oh. And um, and he was like, isn't that crazy? And Ben oh. was just like, uh, a 15-year-old was like, wait, what? So anyway, he <laughs> woke up and he was telling me about this dream. And I shared it last week. But since then, he had another dream about the dimensions with his brother. And his brother was telling him he had to go back through every dream he had about him and to compete in these obstacles to, in order to be able to see him again or something and I was like we don't know nothing about dimensions I mean this is all new to us I mean I was raised up that there's heaven and there's hell and there's nothing in between and since all of this has unfolded I have a whole new outlook you know on the afterlife and and everything and I'm so it's just like dimensions are new to me you know it's just a new word and I was just like you know and I've been reading so many, like Laura Lynn Jackson books. I mean, so many other books about the afterlife. And because I don't think I could make it here on this earth, you know, in physical form, thinking I'm, you know, my son's not with me anymore. So, um, so it's just been very helpful to, I don't know, listen to other people who, um, you know, believe in the same spiritual world, you know, and that we're not, you know, yeah. bound to heaven or hell. I think it's, it's healing, healing your hearts. It yeah. sounds like, and 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 it also sounds like um, your son is a a great communicator because yeah. he's he's coming. I mean, well, you asked for a big sign and you got a shark. <laughs> um, you know, he's he's giving um, he's educating his brother about the afterlife and about you know dimensions. I mean, this is wonderful. You know, um, so um, yeah. and reading, you, you make a good point because. You know, there's such a thing as uh, bibliotherapy. You know, you you feel better. I know I did um, when you're reading a book. You know, that, about that makes sense about the afterlife. You know, while you're reading it, it gives you a little bit of, of comfort and hope. So, I would encourage you to keep do that, doing that, and and tell your your other son to uh, to to write down these dreams yes. as soon as he as soon as he wakes up, because um, they'll be a great resource for him to refer back to, yeah. you know, afterwards, you know. Another thing you brought up that I thought was uh, very interesting is when you talked about dimensions being a new word because you're previously, you know, all it was was heaven or hell to you, but now it's dimensions is a new word. And I think that's a very key uh, concept because 
if you strip away the words, there's really no difference between what a spiritualist is saying and what a religious person is saying. That it's all it's all about the eternal life and that your soul goes on and all of that is exactly the same. We just have different words to describe them. So wow. in, throwing out your whole uh, your doctrine, how you your morals and how you were raised, we're we're just altering the language so that it's it it's it's not so much dogma as the actual uh, uh, ideal. Okay. Well, I, right. I, I thank I, you. I, yeah. Yes, thank you so much too. I appreciate everything y'all do. Yeah, I, I, I appreciate your calling and, and um, was so sorry for your loss and, and yeah. uh, keep up with your reading and I hope you get a lot more signs. Me too. <laughs> Me too. Hey, thank okay. you. Y'all have well, a good thank night. Thank you, Suzanne. You too. Good night. Okay, so let's we have another question here. Who will be there to help me cross over? Hmm. Um, Who would you like to be there is the answer. <laughs> yeah. Most likely, it's 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 going to be somebody you love. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. And and you know, back to that previous thing. If people are religious, a lot of people who have near death experiences talk about, well, I was met by Jesus, and he told me it wasn't my time, and I came back. Well, if that's your pinnacle of your life, that's who you will meet. Uh, most people, well, I don't want to say most, but uh, of the readings that I have seen, uh, you're usually met by a family member who's already crossed. Like, as Melissa says, someone you love, uh, whether it's your your grandmother or your father or uh, your brother or even, in this case, your son, they'll be there to meet you. You know, I once... Um... I don't know, it was a long time ago when one of the books I was reading where they were giving statistics. A researcher wrote the book. And, and uh, when we talk about the deathbed visions, you know, and people helping you cross over, the, the highest percentage of people that come to help people cross over is moms. You know, um, you know um, and it was significant, you know. So chances are. Into the world. Yeah, that's right. Get out. <laughs> if your mom is in spirit, there's a good chance that that's going to be the one that's going to. Help you cross over. Um, how how does a soul release from the this earthly plane? Well, um, there are some people that will say that you can. They actually see the soul release. You know, I mean, a lot of the books that you'll read talk about a silver cord, which supposedly um, connects the ethereal body with the physical body, um, and that. You know, it's not a chord in the sense that you know we think of a chord, but it's some sort of a, uh, of an attachment that usually is not visible. But people report right at the time of death seeing that chord snap, you know, and 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 and, and as people release, and um, other you know other people that are around um, loved ones who are who are passing at the time of passing report seeing a different energy in the room or energy changes or lights, you know, uh, shades of lights and, and so forth. Um, I, I remember, um, 
when my mother-in-law and Fran's mom passed, uh, we were sitting with her in a hospital bed and she had a, um, an IV, an empty IV pole, because she was way past that point. So there was no, you know, medication, but it was the IV pole that had that triangle. I don't know if you ever see it when that's where they hang, you know, bags on there. And at the moment she passed, Fran and I looked up and that triangle was swinging back and forth, you know, and so, I mean, I interpreted that as the soul releasing, you know, you know, because I couldn't figure out any other physical explanation for it because nobody bumped into the pole it was kind of far from us so um so you know i guess the you know how how you know how does a soul release it just i think the soul knows when the body is done you know and, and it just inherently knows to to go to go sometimes heard sort of out of the top of the head i i i don't know if that's been said before by others but that's something I recall reading. Yeah, well, I uh, when uh, my mom was uh, getting near the end and uh, she was at home and she had lost consciousness and uh, we had a an aide who was in t- taking care of her and realized that it had gotten to a point where the aide couldn't take care of her anymore. And there was a wonderful hospice uh, facility nearby so we called to have her moved there and uh, she had always wanted to stay in the house right to the end and uh, when they they showed up and brought in the gurney there was just one guy so he asked me to help get my mom off of her bed onto the gurney and uh, you know it was a when we moved her she just she said, ah, oh, like that. And then I felt her. I felt something go right through me. And, and it was very palpable physical. I didn't see anything. But boy, did I feel that going through me. And I, I feel that she said, look, I was going to, I wanted to stay here in my house and leave from this house. And I think that's what she did. She never did regain consciousness. And, you know, and, and then her body gave up uh, about 48 hours later, but, but I, I'll never forget that feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, probably don't have enough time to answer this question, but I'll, 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 I'll answer, I'll answer it anyway. Should I fear death in the afterlife? Um, quite simply, it's all about your perspective. Um, I spent most of my adult life, you know, up until 20 years ago, believing that, um, physical life was all there was and and it was final and when you were dead you were dead and i feared death i you know i had a tremendous fear of of death i couldn't imagine not existing anymore the thought was frightening to me um but when my perspective changed you know when i learned everything that i learned and so forth and i believed that there's more to life than the physical then my fear subsided and i no longer have fear of the afterlife so i think it's all about your perspective right i mean it makes sense if you if you believe that death is like a birth to a new world um then it's more of a celebration than it is a funeral you know so yeah and and most of the uh near-death experiences of people who have had a glimpse of the other side they come back and they say first of all it's incredibly beautiful 
And second of all, they can't believe the amount of love that they felt. It was an un incredible sense of love. So you really can't fear that. And then, of course, you, I think of the Woody Allen line, I'm not, fear, uh, I'm not afraid of dying. I just don't want to be there when it happens. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there was another, we only have a minute left, but I mean, there was another question about, um, you know, does, does dying hurt? <laughs> you know, and again, the actual point where you're, you're transitioning from one plane to the next plane um, doesn't hurt at all. Right. But getting to that point is, that's what we have to worry about. <laughs> you know, the actual dying is, is the easy part. You know, it's, 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 it's leading up to that, that that's problematic. Um, and people, I mean, we discussed this last time, but I, I, I just, I, I'm very grateful for people that pass peacefully in their sleep because, so many people don't, and you know that really is a blessing. Uh, so, uh, well, I think of Dave Kane, whose son died in a a nightclub fire at seventeen years old, and from my way of thinking, dying in a fire probably is the most painful way to go. And yet, mediums after mediums came back to reassure his wife there was no pain. I mean, I think once you get to that point where you're heading out. You don't feel pain. Yeah. Well, lots of times the the soul releases from your body while you're still physically alive. Right. But you're just a shell, you know. And, and, and right. again, like Tom said, you're not feeling any pain at that point because the soul said, oh, I'm out of here. Nice knowing you. Goodbye. And then, <laughs> and then I'm leaving it. All right. So uh, last week we began um, in honor of uh, yes. Dr. Claude Swanson that passed uh, reading um, his global peace prayer. Um, so I'll, I'll read it again. Let us as one consciousness give our energy of loving thought by praying like this, to love one another, to treat others as we would like to be treated, to forgive others and return love for hate, kindness for anger, to spread this feeling to everyone, to our fellow man, as well as the earth and its environment. And now mm -hmm. it's time to say... Our loved ones are only a heartbeat away. And science is going to prove it. Good night, everyone. Good night. Good night. Good night.